Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I really want to let you know I appreciate everybody that keeps coming back week after week to listen to these episodes. Those of you that are sharing on Instagram, sharing on Facebook, it really means a heck of a lot to me. I created this show because I wanted to provide value because every day I'm absorbing knowledge and content from so many amazing people, and they're in my network, they're in my cell phone. I wanted to make sure that I was sharing that wisdom, sharing that knowledge that's helping me move forward. So like always, guys, I ask if you get anything from these episodes, if there's any value, if there's any tidbits, if there's anything that stands out to you, share it. Reach out. Hit me up in my DMs. Hit up my guests in their DMs. They love hearing from you. Go on Instagram, Facebook, on social media, share it with a friend, text it over to your mom, your grandma, your best friend, your Uncle Billy. Anybody and everybody that you think would also gain value. Today, my guest is Nick Newling. And if you know Pace Morbian, you know Tino Luna, you want to know Nick as well because he is one of the acquisitions managers on that team that is absolutely crushing it. Cool thing about Nick is he has a very similar story to Tino in the sense that Nick got into the real estate game not knowing anything got self-educated, hustled his ass off, and he went the first 18 months without seeing a single check from this business. He did not give up. He kept going, and now, ultimately, he is closing deals left and right, as well as teaching others how to do the same. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear today's episode. Like always, if you get value, make sure you share this with a friend. That's the only price I will ever ask for this show. Make sure we keep the value train going. Without anything else, let's get the episode started. That's what we can bite, uh, sync up the sounds later on. Yeah. Okay. So, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Into the Mind. I am your host, Marlon Johnson, and today my guest is none other than Nick Newling, aka Nick the Closer. So, Nick is one of Pace Morby's senior acquisition managers. Um, he's been working in this real estate business, dominating the Arizona market. Right now, he's actually working on acquisitions for Florida. And I really wanted to get Nick on the show because my last visit out here to Arizona about a month ago, you really inspired me. You gave me a lot of fuel to keep going in my own personal business. And because of what I got when I came here, I was able to lock up my first two deals. So I seriously owe you a debt of gratitude because you gave me proof of concept and ultimately allowed me to keep going forward. So seriously, man, I am so hyped to have you here on the show today. Thank, Thank you, you for coming on and Happy I'm excited to, to dive into your mindset. Let's so, do it. All right, so first off, I gotta ask you like the most serious question. How the hell did you get to be so cool, man? Because like <laughs> straight up, like you come in, like I watch you on the phone, like you're confident, like you're strong, like where did that come from? Was that something that was like always there innately or was that something you worked on? Cause you do have this cool, confident demeanor, man. Yeah, so I mean, I, I've always been a little bit, uh, a little bit too confident, right, with everything I did. Um, but I would say the way I am now is just years of failing, you know. And I realized that confidence really goes a long way, no matter what you're doing in life. And uh, decided to just kind of, kind of lead by example with just confidence. So, dude, I like it, man. Yeah. I appreciate it because it actually it helps. Like coming in here, you know, I, I tell people the first time I came out here and I watched the team go. 
like in my mind, you guys were this well-oiled machine. You're just hearing yes all day. It's nothing but success, success, oh, yeah. success. <laughs> and that first day, I was like, I watched you guys get. You heard no for about like six hours straight, but it didn't change. Like your vibe didn't change. You didn't start getting mopey. Like you guys kept the energy up. Like you especially. Like it was just the positive vibe stayed there all day. And like every time you picked up the phone, it was like, nah, man, like you had that attitude, like, yo, I'm about to close another deal. Yeah. And that was so cool for me to see. I had to see that in person. Yeah. So it's like, thank you for that, dude. Yeah. And a little bit about that. I feel like you have to, like, you know, you're going to get a lot of no's, but you have to expect the yes. Right. Cause if you're constantly, if you're anticipating a no, you're going to have a negative demeanor. But if you think every single call following that call is going to be a yes, you just got to keep your, your positive, you know, spirit up. Yeah, like it goes that. a long way. So let's go back before real estate, right? Where were you before all this real estate stuff, before you started getting into investing? What were you doing? So before I got into real estate, I was actually uh, working corporate sales. So uh, I worked at three different companies, basically right out of high school. I was doing uh, college and working full time as well. And... Um, I just, I just found out that I really, really had a passion for sales. And going back a little bit further than that, while I was in high school, I was actually working at a, a Target. <laughs> right? I was a cashier at a Target, and uh, one of the things we would have to sell is credit cards. I'm sure you've probably seen the red cards, and yeah. we'd have to sell those. And um, you know, basically our commission was we'd spin a wheel and get a little prize from the store. And it'd be like a CD, something you know, of not much value. but. Uh, I just competed with myself and I competed with everybody else and I was like, okay, I realized that by saying certain things, by asking people about, you know, how often they come, certain things like that, I can get them to sign up for a credit card. And uh, from there, yeah, I just worked uh, three, three corporate jobs. Uh, one of them was at Dish Network. I did uh, commercial sales for large offices and uh, did that for a couple of months, found out I didn't really like it, so I left. <laughs> Uh, went back to college, focused on that, and uh, after that, I, I worked at a company for about two years and uh, did corporate sales. It was the uh, home warranty industry, so like HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. We sold like warranty plans for them, and I uh, did that for two years. I was a top performing salesperson there, but I just didn't really like what I was doing. And um, you know, to kind of kind of make a long story short, company ended up closing down our office here in Phoenix, 300 people were let go of their job. And they decided to move it to Texas, and I got offered a job in Texas and decided that wasn't really the route I wanted to take, so that's kind of uh, where my, my career began in real estate. Oh, wow, time. so you almost ended up, you could have potentially have ended up down in Texas just following this corporate job. Yeah. And I mean, when you were there, were you making like a decent living? Was it? You were doing well, well enough yeah. for yourself? Yeah, I was, I was doing pretty well, uh, but I, I was always doing something on the side too. Like really, really small things, so I was always looking for ways to make money outside of my job. And uh, I feel like I got paid well, but just not what I was worth, you know. I knew I could have made more money anywhere else, but right. just kind of stuck around. I mean, I think that's kind of the thing when you have that hustler spirit, when you have that entrepreneurial mind. You always get into a place and the first thing you do is kind of size up the building, size up the ceiling of yeah. how far can I grow. Like just looking, all right, well, I already see the ceiling and this is as high as I can get within this organization. Yeah. And if you can already see that from day one, there's not that much incentive to necessarily stick around. Yeah. You know, it's like you're, because you know you're going to keep growing. That's just who you are as a person. Yeah. So what ended up leading you actually into the real estate? What 
just how did you pivot into that? Yeah, so I've always known that real estate was the way to create wealth, right? Everybody does it. Most millionaires are made from real estate. Um, so actually, the, the six months prior to that company shutting down their operations here, I just had this idea to start looking into real estate. One of my coworkers was actually a licensed agent. So I would tell her, hey, if you see anything on the MLS, didn't even know really what the MLS was. <laughs> so if you see anything on the MLS, send it my way, you know, and I'll see if I can buy it. And uh, again, I didn't know how I was gonna buy it, but she started sending me stuff and I was looking at, oh, this isn't a deal, this isn't a deal, but I wasn't really sure what I was looking for. Um, so after the, and again, you know, the company closing was kind of a sign for me because I just, I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. I, I wanted to get into real estate, but I just didn't know how. Fast forward three months after the closure, you know, I realized I wasn't gonna go to Texas. I'd already made my mind. And I was actually looking and applying to jobs on like Facebook and different you know websites that, that list jobs. And uh, while I was on Facebook, I saw an ad for a real estate seminar here in Phoenix. And I uh, decided to click into it, looked at it, bought my ticket right away. And the seminar was for the following month. And I went to that seminar and it was pretty much, uh, it was pretty much on from there. Nice. So I realized that I liked it, you know? Yeah, man. So I mean, this like I want to get into because this is the part where you inspired the hell out of me, dude. Like, this is what gave me the fuel. Like, you told me something so important and so crucial. And every time I was kind of beginning to have any sort of doubt, well, honestly, this just eliminated the doubt entirely. So after you told me this, doubt was gone. From the time you started until you made some sort of profit, what was that length of time? About 18 months. 18 months of, uh, and again, that, that 18 months is broken up, right? Because from the time I realized I was gonna do this business, it took me six months of, of learning, educating myself, spending a lot of money trying to you know, make myself very knowledgeable because that's, I just overanalyze everything. So six months of that, then finally about you know, over eight months of just hand, you know, pounding the pavement, cold calling, door knocking, that kind of thing. And uh, that took all in all about 18 months to get my first paycheck. Dude, that's insane. I mean, that's a long time. A lot of people give up before that. I know when I came to you, I was about eight months in, maybe seven months. And I just kept thinking like, damn, like how long is it going to take? Yeah. And then you told me 18 months and I was like, well, I got plenty more time to go. Like I'm not giving up. And I'd already made up my mind to not quit I'd burned the ships mentally so I was like yeah. I'd, it could take 10 years for all I care like I really don't have a choice at this point so what was the I guess what was the main driving force the driving factor that kept you going personally like how do you sustain for 18 months at something a new endeavor without necessarily seeing like a full result yet like without completing one full revolution of a cycle how do you keep it going what did you do for yourself so I just knew mentally, you know, once I had gone through that six month hump and I wasn't, you know, obviously I didn't even start the business yet. Once I actually started, I realized it was a lot harder than it, than it sounded like. Um, so I, I just always knew that there were going to be levels to it. Right. And I wouldn't know when I reached that level, I just knew that I, I had to go in increments in order to get that result that I wanted to. And you learn and you correct and you change things along the way, but it's just like when you're driving at night, you know, you, you can't see the full distance, the full destination. You only see the 10 or 20 feet ahead of you from your headlights. And that's kind of what it was like for me, is I knew that as long as I kept going, right, eventually I would reach whatever destination it was. And I was proof of concept by getting my first check from real estate. Um, along with that, it was just, you know, the ability 
or just the promise I made to myself that I was going to make this happen no matter what. Right? I'd already dumped in a lot of money into into learning this this business. You know, I ton of time, right? and I already had everybody in my family, my friends, everybody knowing this is what I was going to do. So I didn't want to have to back out and look like fool in front of everybody. So that that was another. I would say probably my biggest driving factor is just not going back on my word. See, I like that right there because. It's something that I noticed where, and I think yesterday we were talking about it in the car a little bit, where people will sometimes say, well, don't share your dreams with other people. Don't share your goals with other people. They're gonna shut you down. They're gonna tell yeah. you naysayers, and haters, whatever. And I'm in the opposite thought. Like, like, I believe the opposite. I believe if I tell everybody about it, I'm putting myself on the line. I'm kind of putting myself on the stage to either fail or perform. Yeah. So I'd rather take that extra pressure of knowing I can't back down. So it sounds like that's exactly what you did. You let people know, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing real estate now. Yeah. You're telling people, you're getting excited about it, you're studying about it, you're talking about it, and now you're in a position where, shit, if I don't perform, I kind of look like the asshole that yeah, just like absolutely. made this all up and we had a big talk, big bark, and no bite. Yeah, it just, it, it, it didn't cross my mind as an option to quit, you know? I definitely thought about it a lot. You know, like, well, what if I just quit? What if this business isn't for me? But again, I would, I would quickly get that out of my head because I knew that wasn't going to lead me anywhere. And I would just think, okay, I need to think solution-based, right? I need to think, how, how, how can I get better? What am I doing wrong? I need to constantly improve, and uh, that was it, right? I just changed, changed what I was doing. I overanalyzed what I was doing, and I just made tweaks along the way. Man, I love that. So what I want to ask you now is, basically, last time I was here, right? I, we were over in your other office, that was the Mesa office, right? Yeah. And when I was there, Pace came in and he said something really interesting. He made a statement about you, which was really cool. He said, when he looks at you, he recognizes you as somebody that is currently like in his kingdom, but you're not here to stay. You're here to build your own kingdom. So let me ask you, like, what... What are your goals? Like, what is it that you're looking to do? Because I thought that was really cool for him to recognize that. And, you know, getting to talk to you, I see that you're very intentional of yeah. a human. So you constantly have a plan. You have a direction. What's that direction and plan look like for you? So for me, and, and again, this is something that's constantly changing, right? Before I met Pace, it was, all right, I want to build my own empire. I want to do my own thing. And then I'd already had some experience doing that. So I knew how difficult it was. But not only that, I just, I, I knew that I, I needed to go next to somebody, be side by side and soak up as much information and experience as I can. So right now my goal, and I don't know if you ever heard the Millionaire booklet by Grant Cardone. I haven't, not yeah, yet. I'm yeah. actually reading his uh, Be Obsessed or Be Average right okay. now, though, which I do like. That's a good one, yeah. Um, so the Millionaire booklet, it's a 40 page read and he talks about how to actually build wealth. And one of the things he talks about is, is people constantly want to burn, burn the bridge, leave the boat, and start something else that they think they can produce more income, right? So you have a job that pays you $15, you go work at the job that pays you $20 an hour, totally different job, probably totally different industry, and you think that's the way to wealth. But instead, you become a master at what you do, right? So for me, it's, it's real estate wholesale. I become a master at sales, master at closing deals, and I find ways to build income that's related to my first uh, income stream, which is wholesale. So I find different ways to bring in income. So for me, it's building out this business, right? Seeing how big we can scale it to, uh, how many deals, how many people working for us, that kind of thing. And also find different ways to make money within real estate. 
So for example, buying subject to rentals, buying fix and flips, um, you know, maybe private money lending, different things like that, that can also tie into my first income stream that produce more income, passive income, you know what I mean? So that, that's kind of my focus right now is just building up the other income streams and, you know, just seeing how far I can take it. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's yeah. something that as I've been going, I think yesterday I told you how each day goes, I get a little bit more of a view of the picture. Yeah. Like a little bit of the screen gets washed away and I can see the image behind it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm starting to recognize that it's not necessarily running in 20 different directions, yeah. but it's almost centering around what you're really good at, finding that one thing and then attaching pieces to it, attaching arms and branches. Adding on to it, yeah. Right. So another question for you, what would you say is your superpower? Because you come off as very self-aware and you seem to have figured out your niche. You figured out what you're good at. What would you say your superpower is? I would say my superpower is just thinking, thinking positive no matter what happens. And I know that's such a, a common thing that a lot of people say, but I can be in the worst position in my life and I'll still think positive, you know, and I've been there, right? When I was first getting into real estate, you know, I had literally no money. I probably had $500 in my name and I was still pursuing this real estate thing, right? And my girl, when she was, my girlfriend was working a job and like helping pay the bills and we had blown through all of our savings, you know, and all of it was me trying to learn this business, me putting money into this business, just adding more fuel to the fire. And uh, throughout the whole thing, I stayed positive. And I kept her positive. And, and this is not only just mindset, but you know, I take this in every area of my life. Right? If, I, if I'm driving and I get a flat tire or I get in a car crash, you know what I mean? It's, it's okay, well, it happened, right? I can't change, I can't be upset at the fact that it happened. I need to think about what the solution is. And I need to stay positive throughout the whole thing. You know, that's cool because I think people know that yeah. And it seems really simple, but then they're not doing it. They forget. Yeah. You know, it's like they have to constantly be reminded. And I think yeah. that it truly is a superpower to be able to control. If you're able to stay positive, what you're basically saying is my outside environment doesn't have control over me. Yeah. The outside situation, although I may not be able to control the things outside of myself, yeah. I can control how I respond to it, how I react to it. Because ultimately it's a choice. When people get pissed off and they start yelling and start lashing out, that's a choice. Yeah. When a seller is getting you mad on the phone and you choose to just stay calm and let them vent it out and now that they're all worn out and you're still positive and happy and you're willing to keep the conversation going, that's a choice. And because of that, it's a lucrative choice. You're able to close deals yeah. because you're not falling into the trap. You're not See, getting sucked in. And everybody forgets that the most valuable real estate in the world is your mind, right? The six inches between your ears. That's the most valuable real estate and if you're not feeding that, if you're not growing that, then, I mean, your entire external world can, can get into your mind, right? Like nothing, no external voices, nobody, friends, family, nobody gets into my mind because I control that real estate. So I'm happy you said that because obviously the show is called Into the Mind. You know I'm obsessed with mindset. I believe that's where it starts first. Yeah. I believe that's the foundation that you build on. If the foundation of the mind is weak, you just, you're not gonna be able to build big. It's just impossible. So, you know, you just said, you're not gonna let friends get in there. You're not gonna let families get in there. You're not gonna let anyone else get in there. When you were developing your mindset, did you start to notice your 
your network change, your friend group change, all the relationships around you change? Was that something you noticed? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I would say the people that I was around when I decided to make this change. And by the way, I was, you know, I'm 22 now. I was 18 when I decided to change everything about my mindset. I started focusing on school, started focusing on building my career, what I really wanted to do. So I've always been very intentional. And uh, when I shifted everything with my, with my mindset and decided to think positive, you know, in terms of growth and just feeding my mind constantly positive things, I cut 99% of the ties of friends that I had, you know? So I just burned bridges people and I, I realized that the certain friend group I was around, they just, they didn't have the same goals and ambitions, you know? And for most 22 year olds, they're just finishing college. Right, they're they're not in the mindset of okay, I got to think in terms of my career, got to think in terms of mental health, and uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say my my circle changed big time. Dude, that's cool. So even with like that changing circle, right? Did you find it hard to cut people off? Because I know a lot of people struggle with wanting to bring along their friends. You know, it's like, hey, I but I've been cool with him since kindergarten, or she's been my best friend since the first grade and she's a great person, they make that decision of, well, maybe I can show them and maybe I can change them. What do you think about that when people try to, I guess for lack of better terms, change their friends to fit their new lifestyle? Yeah, so I mean, I, I just really thought, you know, long and hard about who, who I was hanging around with. These are people that were partying, you know, didn't really care much about, about what they were doing day to day. It was just, all right, I got a, I got a party to go to. That's the most important thing on my mind, and you know, I was more focused on staying home and reading, you know, watching watching an online course, you know, doing something of personal growth, and uh, I don't think it was hard at all. You know, I, I let them know what I was doing. Hey, I'm going down this this path. This is my lifestyle. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to focus on my mindset. And they're just like, dude, that's so weird. You know, <laughs> like, what, what do you mean, focus on your mindset? And. Uh, I mean, it was just, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. If you want to tag along, if you want to grow yourself too, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing. You can do it with me. Right. But I quickly learned that they started distancing themselves too, because I, I was the black sheep. You know, I was the one that was doing his own thing. I didn't follow a crowd. And, um, yeah, I would say it was, it was really easy. It just kind of happened over time on its own, you know? Yeah, man. Like, and I'm happy to hear you say that because, you know, it's something I know I tell people, but I'm happy, like, it's coming from you. It's coming from someone else completely separate from me. It's the same story. Yeah. You know, it's over and over. It's the same story regardless of who I talk to. When you start getting on this lifestyle of living intentionally, of having a growth mindset, of wanting to do something more with your life, you do find that your circle changes. And like you said, you distance yourself but they also distance themselves as well because you're yeah. just no longer about the same thing. There's a gap there immediately. Right. And what's cool is, you know, you said you just became more interested in other things. You know, you're yeah. still a young guy, you're 21, 22. And rather than wanting to go out to the club, go out to the bar, go out and drink or smoke, you're like, yeah, rather sit inside and read a book tonight or catch up on this webinar, learn this new material, practice my skills. And ultimately you're playing the long game. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people want to play that long game. Yeah. So let me ask too, when you made up your mind to start playing this long game, right? And you're noticing that your friends are separating, you're obviously, you now know you were drifting into like a new ocean of people. That in-between phase, right? So like you moving away from the current friends, you're drifting towards the new network, but this in-between ocean, 
what was that like? Because I think a yeah. lot of people don't talk about that part. I love that, yeah. And that's like a tough place to Crucial. be in. Right. 100%. The only way I can describe it is you have to become an introvert. Right? You have to, you have to really sit there and think about not only who you currently are, but who you want to be. And I tell, this, I tell this to people all the time. Right? People that are very giving, people that are very helpful, they want to see other people doing well and they focus on that. But their own, their own lifestyle, their own real estate between their six inches, like that, that's not under control. Right? So you have to control your mind, you have to figure out who you are and take care of yourself first before you can go and help anybody else. So for me, it was becoming an introvert. Right? I've always been somewhat of an introvert, um, just not around other people. You know what I mean? But I, I was a guy who always wanted to just sit at home, do his own thing. Right? I, I wasn't very social, I wasn't seeking out you know, to be social. But of course, I would go when anybody, you know, whenever we do things. That's just what you do when you're young. But um, when, when you're making the change and you're in, in that in-between phase, you just have to be extremely introvert. You have to figure out who you are and where you want to go. Yeah. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable being alone. Yeah. They're uncomfortable being with themselves. You know, we constantly have some sort of distraction, whether it's social media, your cell phone, TV, going out with your friends, yeah. smoking, drinking, whatever. And ultimately, I'm sure you've experienced at times like you just had to sit by yourself. Like you did as much reading as you could, you did as much video watching as you could. Your brain was filled with energy, and you still hadn't tapped into your new network and your old network. You still know that's not where you want to go. So now at this point, like you kind of just have to sit alone until you're recharged and you can get back into the grind. Yeah. But those times, like those are hard parts. And no, I personally, I don't know how many people have ever spoken about it. Yeah. Openly, like I didn't find that information out anywhere. So I'm happy to hear you sharing that. To let people know, like, hey, yeah, there are going to be times where you do have to tap in to your inner introvert, be fine being alone, and just push through, persevere. Yeah, 100%. And to kind of add on to that, you know, I think for people that are very social and they're used to that, and they, they go through that in-between phase of changing friends, changing people that they're around, uh, it's very uncomfortable, right? It's not something that people are used to. But I, I truly believe that growth happens when you're most uncomfortable. And that's it. Right? You, you, wanna, you have to master being by yourself. You have to master the way you think. And uh, if you're uncomfortable while you do it, I mean, you're, you're bound to change and grow. And that's a perfect segue because yesterday we actually spoke about this briefly when we were in the car. Yeah. Where, you know, you have the, the No Excuse program happening here. We got a lot of different things. Like there's constantly new things being added onto you and your business. And yeah. there's always new moving parts. And... You're not, you just, it's impossible to always be ready for things, you know, it's yeah. like, so what's that look like when you're starting a brand new endeavor? Are you, I know you said in the past, you've been super analytical and you still are relatively analytical, Yeah. but when it comes to starting a new process, what's that, or just a new endeavor, what's that look like for you? So to kind of describe it in terms of my mindset now moving forward is I've gotten used to jumping off the cliff and building the plane on the way down, right? That's it. If I'm not ready, that's even more of a reason for me to jump into it and learn along the way. And I know from experience, right, if I look over the past two years of me being in this business, it's, it's me learning along the way. And most things, if you're truly an expert, if you're, you're truly you know, good at something, and you look back, you realize that there was, there was levels to it. And you just improve, improve, improve. So now I've just gotten faster at how I do that. And uh, my mindset going into it is, look, I don't know all the answers to it. I don't know how something's gonna work, but I know I'm gonna figure it out if I go at the speed of the team. And uh, you know, and that goes back to kind of being around the right group of people. 
right? People that take a long time to launch projects, people that overanalyze everything, the market has to be correct, the weather has to be perfect, those kind of <laughs> things. It, those people, they, they just don't fail forward. They don't take enough action, that's what it is. But when you, you, you get in the habit of taking massive action, you don't gotta be ready. You just right. have to have the idea, somewhat of the process, and you gotta launch it. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's what happened with this podcast. That's what yeah. happened with me getting onto an airplane, coming out to Arizona, going out to Colorado. It was, I just had an idea, I had a thought, and decided, let's go. So, yeah. you know, and right now it's working out better than I could have possibly imagined. So, you're absolutely right. There's yeah. such, so much truth to just taking action, figuring it out on the way, take the leap, and build the plane on the way down. I absolutely love that. So, I did have a question for you. You are constantly around just different people, different energies, right? Different folks that are constantly growing and building. Do you find that there's a difference from interacting with these people in real life, in person, and having proximity to them versus, you know, absorbing from them through reading videos and kind of modules? A hundred percent, yeah. I think if there's somebody out there that you really like learning from, you got to figure out what you can do to be in front of them. Because it's one thing to learn, right? And everybody has different styles of learning, right? Some people learn better hands-on, some people learn better from reading or in a classroom setting. Um, but more than that, if you're truly inspired by somebody, you have to feel their energy. You have to feel what kind of person they're like, you know, in, in real life, in person. Because a lot of people, they don't practice what they, what they preach. Mm -hmm. That's just the reality of it. But if you're in front of somebody and you're like, all right, I know this person's really doing what he's saying he's doing, that's more proof of concept, right? For me, that drives me. And uh, other than that, it's just feeling their energy and their presence. Man, I like that. I like that. Being able to really get a feel of, are they actually practicing what they preach? Yeah. Because anybody can get on and start saying the right words and... They can teach the right things, but if they're not practicing what they preach, it's going to feel disingenuous, and that might be why it's tough to necessarily absorb it from them because it's yeah. not actually there. It's not actually being emanated from them. They're just kind of passing an empty message. They have the capsule, but there's nothing on the inside. Yeah, That's crazy, man. I'm happy to hear you say that. So, you did mention that you have a girlfriend. What's that like balancing a relationship while ultimately working on growing yourself you know it's like I know from my own personal experience as I work on myself I'm constantly changing so from my partner I I kind of need them to also be growing and changing as well is that something that you find within your relationship is that something you're noticing or what's what's that look like for you I, I think it's tough right because when you're focusing on your mindset and you're constantly growing um, you know, you, you become a totally different person, right? And typically what happens is it's like you're on a teeter-totter, right? Or like on a, on a scale. And one side, right, I'm growing, I'm starting to lift up, and they're still in the same place. So it's hard to be able to find that balance, and I just think you have to pour into the person you're with, right? Find things that you know that help you grow, right? Whether it's, it's physical, right? Whether it's like, like working out, getting in better shape, that kind of thing. Go on walks together, and as you're going on a walk, talk about what you're working on and what your goals are. Just constantly revisit that. So for me, I treat my relationship like it's a business partnership. Right? We have meetings about our finances. 
we have meet like literal meetings. Yeah. We sit down, we set a time, and we're like, all right, here's what our finances look like. You know, here's what we have planned for the next month. Um, and we also have the same kind of open conversation about our goals. Like, this is what I want to do. And I tell her everything that I want to do, all my goals, because I want her to keep me accountable. And uh, yeah, I, I do feel like it's important. If you're with somebody who's not growing, I mean, I, I think that's that's not a healthy relationship, right? Because you guys are gonna you're gonna outgrow the other person. Right. No, I completely agree. And I'm happy to hear like you know it's, it's communication. Yeah. It's being open, being honest, <clears throat> sharing. Hey, this is what I want to work on, and. Letting them know because they can't read your mind, you can't read their mind. Yeah. So I think a lot of people will get into the place where they want to start growing and they're on that growth path and they start to get resentful of their partner. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not sharing with their partner what's going on. They're just kind of growing in private on their own and then not coming back to let their partner know, this is where I'm going, this is where I want to be. And they get fed up like, well, why isn't this person keeping up with me? Well, you're not giving them the opportunity. Yeah. You're not giving them the roadmap. They can't see what you're doing when you're not with them. You have yeah. to fill them in. Well, to kind of add on that too, I mean, I don't, I don't think if you're in a relationship, your partner doesn't have to be at the same speed of you, right? So if you're growing rapidly, you spend countless hours every day learning whether it's just a podcast on the way to work, you know, those, are, those hours, they, they add up like compound interest, you know? So you can't expect them to be on the same level of growth as you. Everybody has their own path. You know what I mean? So let me ask you as well. When you, I know you said around like 18, you started to really develop the mindset, right? Yeah. What was the catalyst? What do you, like, was there a moment where it just like clicked where you're like, what the hell am I doing? Like, like the aha, I woke up moment. Was there a moment like that that you can allude to? Or was it like a slow transition where it just before you knew it, you were doing it? Yeah. So, I, I mean, so my dad's also an entrepreneur. Right, so he's been an entrepreneur for almost all his life, and uh, he actually had a seller be sold by Grant Cardone oh, nice. on his desk, and uh, he asked me to read it, and I said sure. So I, I read it, and I realized how good I felt after reading it. Everything clicked, everything made sense. I understood that everything in life was a, was a commission, right? Everything is a sale, and everything in life is a commission. So. I understood that and uh, I mean that's kind of where I, I started seeking out that knowledge not only because it made me feel good but it changed my perspective on life and other people so that was kind of the, the tipping point for me nice okay I like that so sell and be sold that's, yeah. uh, I haven't picked up that book but definitely want to check into it now yeah it's a good read so what I want to ask you now too is I have these two final questions right and I ask this to every guest that comes on my show like just love this question Number one, what are your two favorite books or two most influential books that for you personally made a massive paradigm shift that just opened up your eyes? So number one, I'm going to say The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And that's uh, basically understanding your, your, pattern, your habit patterns. Right? People don't understand that there's a pattern and, uh, and, and then your habits, whether it's the smallest thing you do, good or bad, <clears throat> there's always going to be a pattern and that's usually a cue, uh, action and reward, right? So something usually gives you a cue to, to do a specific habit that's automatic. So that book is really powerful for me because I was able to, to basically break myself down to the core and think about what I do every day and you know, what habits make me the person that I am. 
and I was able to reverse engineer the kind of person that I want to be. Okay, you know, if I want to be a super successful real estate investor, I'm sure they don't have these kind of habits. So I take this habit out, I change that, replace that. Um, I add good habits, right? So that, that book is really powerful for me because I was able to just break myself down and learn who I really was and why I do what I do. Um, second book, I, I would say, is Thinking Grow Rich. Nice. Napoleon Hill. I mean, that, that's a classic. If you're going into entrepreneurship and, and uh, growing your mindset, that's a must read, right? Because you have to understand that whatever you, you, speak into, you speak out to the universe, the universe will reward you with that. And just anything you want in life, just be obsessed with that and constantly think about it. And uh, I mean, the universe will reward who, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I'm finding that to be true every single day of my life. Yeah. And first off, I love both of those books. I've read both of them. I reread Think and Grow Rich probably like once a month. Yeah. And with the power of habit, I do want to ask you, do you have certain habits that you have implemented that now are a part of your everyday that at this point, like it, you would have to, it'd be hard for you to break, but they're providing you with benefit? So obviously I'm still changing that as I go along, but the one habit that just changed my perspective every single day is just gratitude, mm -hmm. right? I have to wake up and I have to be thankful, right? And it may not be automatic. Like as soon as I wake up, I look in the mirror and I'm just like, thank you Lord for this day. Like, you know, it doesn't always happen like that. But I can tell you that when I'm driving in the car, if I don't do it at home, I'm always thinking like, wow, today's a great day. You know, I'm so thankful. And it just goes back to, to the fact that like a lot of people planned on waking up today and they didn't, but I did, right? So automatically you have something to be grateful for. Even if it's the same thing every single day, obviously find other things to be grateful for. But uh, I mean, that, that leads along, you know, it just, it, it humbles me every single morning. Dude. It's like every single day I just, I start at zero again. Dude, I absolutely love that. I mean, like, yeah. I think I told you yesterday, like the first thought within the first five minutes of being awake, the first thought I, I either have or I say verbally out loud is I'm the luckiest guy on planet earth and things always work out for me and they always work out better than I could have expected. I love that. Always. And here I am like hanging out with you guys in Arizona, like filming the podcast and everything's working out well. It's awesome. Yeah. Got the Arizona Prius in the driveway yeah, right yeah. now. Like it's crazy. <laughs> so my final question, and this one's my absolute favorite question, right? Let's say tomorrow morning, you wake up and you don't remember anything. I mean, you are a blank slate. You don't remember what you've been doing here for the past four or five years. You don't remember any of the sales experience. You don't remember any of the books you've read. Pretty much the only thing you know is your name. However, you do retain one bit of wisdom that you've gained up until now. Like It's going to be in your brain. You're not going to know why you know it, but you're just going to know it for a fact and you're not going to question it. What would you want that one piece of wisdom to be? Say it's, it's more of a quote for me. It's uh, what the mind can conceive, the mind can achieve. So that, that would be one thing that I would remember because that would lead me so far. And it's just whatever goes on through my mind, even if I don't remember anything, right, just blank slate, I need to remind myself and this, this is something that you can't just read in a book and you just automatically get it, you know? You have to learn it through experience. So I have to remind myself that whatever I can think of in my mind, I can make it happen. Man, I love it. Yeah. Dude, that's powerful. That's powerful right there. That's a lot of... I hope for anyone that was listening to that, they really take to heart 
what he's saying there. Like it's truly, if you put your mind to it and you stay obsessed about it, it happens. Like it's the weirdest mystery of life, but yeah, you know it works. So why break? Why fix what's not broken? So Nick, seriously, dude, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing the wisdom. I want to know for people that want to follow you, see more about what you do, where can they find you? So you guys can uh, find me on Facebook at Nick Newling. That's uh, N-E-W-L-I-N-G. And for my Instagram, it's Nick R. Newling. And uh, you guys can DM me, hit me up, and uh, I'm always happy to chat. Sweet. So guys, I'm going to put that all in the bottom. It's going to be in the link below. It'll be really easy for you to click on. Go find Nick. He is an absolute closer. Like he's seriously like he's going to be growing. He already is growing. Big things. I expect to see big things from this guy going forward in the future. And I'm grateful to be a part of your network. I'm grateful to be able to call you a friend. And I look forward to the growth, man. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise, brother. Dude. Dude, that was awesome, man. Yeah, that was good, bro. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you're able to get some sort of value from it. If you found anything that was valuable, please go into the comments. Let us know what it was, what your key takeaway was. We look through the comments every day. We respond to all of them, and it lets us know what's working, what's resonating, and what we should talk more about. If you have found anything to be useful that you're able to apply to your life, go back and listen to it again because the second and third time you come around and listen to the information, what you find is the information doesn't change, but you change and new things are going to start to stand out to you. That's why we record these. That's why they're out there for you to come back to and listen. And finally, if you are finding value here. I need you. I need you to go out and share this with a friend. Send this to them. Let them know they need to listen. They need to take action and they need to change their life because if you want to grow, you're going to need your network to grow. You're going to need your inner circle to grow. Okay. So that's the best gift you can give somebody. Give them education that they can apply to their life and level themselves up. Keep learning and keep growing. I'll see you on the next episode.